Hey everyone, and welcome back to That They Know You, the podcast that invites its listeners to pursue a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Nate Akers, and I'm your host, and if I sound a little bit under the weather today, that's because I kind of am. I think I'm battling something right now. Of course, you go on vacation and you go spend time with so many people, and how are you not going to catch something? So... Naturally, <clears throat> I'm sounding a little raspy today. I've um, got a bit of a headache, things like that, but we will press on, Christian soldiers. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> All right. So, as always, our foundational verse is John 17, verse 3. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So before we get into this today, I'd like to start with prayer. I like to start doing this every time. I think it's important that we pay respect and give this to God. So if you'll pray with me real quick. Father God, I come to you today and I just pray that the foundational verse for this podcast can be known and seen through this podcast. That they get to know you and that we get to know you. I want to get to know you even more as your baby boy. I want to pursue you and walk with you, and I hope that the people who are listening to this do as as well. Holy Spirit, please provide me with the words to touch these hearts, that you will reach out to them, and that you will be glorified, God, and that we will continue to praise you until our dying breath. God, we thank you for this time, and we dedicate it to you. Let your name be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so <clears throat> the song for this week, or the weeks, I don't know if you <laughs> did your homework, you definitely had plenty of time to listen to it, and I hope that you did, because it's important. So it's Praise You in the Storm by Casting Crowns. Let me pull up the lyrics here. Alright, we're just going to jump right into it here, and then I'll get to the verses in a minute. Praise you in the storm by casting crowns. I was sure by now, God, you would have would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen, and it's still raining. Well, as the thunder rolls, I barely hear your whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. Why am I getting emotional? <laughs> well, easily, the easy enough. The lyrics here are fairly emotional, and I know I deal with a lot of this, but I feel a special calling to people who might um, deal with mental health a little bit. I know myself, I have. And these first lyrics, right out the gate, boom. That sums up a large portion of my childhood when I was little. Um, I lost someone very dear to me. Uh, suddenly at seven years old and my whole family was pretty devastated by it and it sent me into a downward spiral of depression and I was diagnosed about 22 or 23 years old with chronic depression from the time I was seven on so the fact that through this God is telling me I was with you that whole time because I mean to tell you I felt pretty alone felt pretty alone, very misunderstood, 
Like there was no help for me. And God says, that's not true. Because I brought you through it. And I remember thinking so many times when I wanted to hurt myself and just end it all. And it, I give it to the Holy Spirit. I give, I give credit to Him. Because I always felt like there's more to this. This will pass. This life will not always be this bad. You may have hard times right now. And I'm talking to myself. And this is what I heard. You may have hard times right now. But this is just a small fragment of your life. And you've got a lot more life to live. So don't do this. That night I, uh, I called my parents and I had them take care of some things. Um, so what I'm saying is we can praise him when we are down in the depths of our sadness. We can give it to him and he will take it. When we are at our wit's end, when we can't handle it anymore, that's when God can step in. And that's when his power can be seen by the ones who choose to look and see it and recognize it and give him glory. So the lyrics go on. And I'll praise you in this storm, and I will lift my hands. For you are who you are no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried you hold in your hands. You never left my side. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. He says, no matter where I am, God can find you no matter where you are at in life. There's no place you can go, nothing that you have done, where God won't go. And I've, I know I've said this before, but I just want to reiterate it because I need to hear it all the time. You can't go anywhere where his love can't find you. There are things that people have done that God says, put that on my son. That's why I died for you, so that you could put that away and forget, and I will forget about these sins. They're not for you to bear anymore. I paid a high price for you. That's love. That's love, guys. The song goes on. I remember when I stumbled in the wind. You heard my cry to you and raised me up again. But my strength is almost gone. How can I carry on if I can't find you? This is so moving to me because he's pleading with God. He's like, if, I, if you're not here, if I can't find you, if I can't hear you, I need you here. I don't, if I can't find you here, I don't have any hope. And this is the message that I've got for you today, that the Holy Spirit has for you, I mean, is when we are at our wit's end, when if we can't hear you, God, what are we to do? We need you. Please act in our lives and help us. Help me. I need your help. And I'm trusting you, Father. And I'll praise you in this storm. 
and I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am. He keeps going on. And then my favorite part of this song. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Bam! All these fears, all of this anxiety, all of your troubles. Is your, is your marriage in shambles? Are you facing health issues? Are you looking at financial insecurity? Right here. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He created this with a word, spoke it into existence. This man, he's not a man, I'm sorry. He is, this being is powerful. And just because he may not make a miraculous thing happen right here in your life, it might be to guide you into a further relationship with him. My daddy is all about relationship, guys. I want you to know that. And I think you do. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. He says, I lift my eyes. The psalm says, I lift my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? Not there. <laughs> Not from the hills. You ain't getting nobody coming over that, over that hill. The Calvary ain't coming. My help comes from the Lord who lives inside of me. The Holy Spirit, the maker of heaven and earth, is with me. He is among me, in my presence. So I hope that is uplifting to you. The song goes over again and again in the, the lyrics for the chorus, and I'll praise you in this storm. I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am. Every tear I've cried, you holding your hands. You never left my side, and though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. I might be focused on these bad things, and my spirit is saying, come over here. You know it's coming. You know you need to go to him. And I just, I don't want to let go a lot of times. And I want to, I want to solve it. Because, I don't know. I think it's because I lack faith sometimes, honestly. Because I don't, I can't see him. I don't. You know, but he's acted so many times in my life that how can I deny that I have a loving God who has adopted me into his family? And I always rationalize that with myself. Why do you do that? Why do you have doubt? And I just, I always pray, you know, Holy Spirit, remove the, remove the doubt. I do believe, help me overcome my disbelief. The, the skeptic's prayer. That's an honest man right there. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And I feel myself there at times. And I'm just being real with you. So, <clears throat> if you did your homework, there's some verses that I've asked you all to read. And these are people who were also at their wit's end. So we got Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 8. We start out with open out with open up with Simon. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard last night and didn't catch a thing. Hold, hold up, hold up. Let's <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Four through eight. Chapter five, four through eight. I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out 
where it is deeper, and let down your nets to catch some fish. This is Jesus talking. Master, here we go, Simon replied. We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought the partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. Now, if you've ever watched the show The Chosen, they kind of take some liberties here, and I don't really have any problem with that because it gives just a little bit of backstory, and it is a fictional um, for the the added portions of the show for the characters, and it just kind of gets you um, gives you a chance to know the characters a little bit more, the people a little bit more. And so they went and kind of looked a little deeper and said, what if, what if, because he said, we've been out fishing all night, what if he was in some financial trouble? So I can, I can get this. I got this. Master, we worked hard all last night and we didn't catch a thing. And I, I'm up against it financially and I've got mouths to feed and people expecting me and I don't know what else to do. But Jesus said, go out where it's deeper and let your nets down and catch some fish. He's like, seriously, guy? You're really going to tell me? To get... I mean, I don't see you in a boat over here. Little did he know he was a carpenter. But he said, all right, what's it going to hurt? Try one more time. God told him to go out, and he said, what do I have to lose? And that is a beautiful thing. What do you have to lose? Put your faith in Christ. Let, let him instruct you. He told me when I first started this podcast, cast a wide net. And that's why I wanted to put it on the internet. I didn't know who I was meant to talk to for years. I just knew that I needed to talk to someone. And suddenly I was just like, God, I don't care what it is. I just want to give this to you. And suddenly I felt the urge to start this podcast, and it was cast a wide net. And I don't know if this will reach 500 people someday, but you know what? As long as it's a stepping stone to God, as long as I can give him the glory for this, it doesn't matter. I want you to be blessed by this message. So cast the net. Go out there where it's deeper. Let down your nets. See if you can catch some fish. Just take Jesus up on his offer. All right, next one is Mark chapter 5, 25 through 34. <clears throat> 25 through 34, let me find it here in the old Bible. Chapter 5, 25, pardon me, everyone. Here we go. All right. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay for them, but she had gotten no better. So this woman's got a double, a trifecta here. She's bleeding constantly. She's been seen by doctors, and nothing can happen. So she's losing her faith in people, and financially she's bankrupt. She spent everything she had to pay, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse, the Bible tells us. She had heard about Jesus, 
So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Not maybe I'll be healed, or what if I touched his robe and possibly I got healed. This woman said, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. She was convinced of this. She had nothing else to lose. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel her feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. As we all know, oh, I'm sorry. Jesus realized that once the healing power had gone out of him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched me? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. For a woman to do something as audacious as this during this, these times was unheard of. It was not allowed for these things. It wasn't even allowed for her to be amongst these people. She was considered unclean. And it says that she suffered from continuous bleeding, had suffered for 12 years. 12 years this woman has been considered unclean and was made to be in isolation. She's at her wit's end, I'd say. And she's just like, I need some help. And if I just touch him, I'll be healed. The next one. Mark chapter 6, 45 through 51. Jesus walks on water. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he, was, and while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in the boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. I'm sorry, I'm working here. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said to them. Take courage. I am here. I remember one morning reading this and thinking to myself, that is what a parent would say. Don't be afraid. It's okay. I'm here. And God spoke to me that morning. And I saw when I, when I read those words. And it just, it was so sweet. And I, I felt very connected to God at that moment. Because I've spent a lot of my life being pretty scared about one thing or the other, you know, my depression and things like that. But I read those those words, take courage, I am here. And it, it soothes me, because then I know he's never left me. He's always with me. Don't be afraid. Take courage. He's here with you. 
So, going on here. <clears throat> Let me look at my notes. I'm sorry, guys. So then, some further reading we got. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9. We got Paul, who is trying to submit, and he's asked God to take away this thorn in his side. And he's just like, please, please take this away. God talks to him, says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Sometimes we need to realize when we call out to God, he is there with us. That doesn't necessarily mean that the problem was going to go away instantly. <clears throat> that this life is but a stepping stone into eternity with him. And we don't know his ways all the time. So it's a walk towards him in faith. Sometimes it may not be yes right away. And I want to encourage everyone listening to understand that and be okay with that when the answer might not be yes or it might be not right now. I know it certainly has been for me at times in my life. Next, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. As I said before, it may not be the answer that you want right now. Don't trust in your own understanding of things. God has a much higher purview than we do. His perspective is above ours. His, way, his, his thinking is above ours. So put your faith in him. When you're at your, the end of your rope, understand that when you put your faith in him, that he is there for you. He is for you, not against you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. What future? Don't fool yourself into thinking that it's a future in this lifetime of goodness and of blessings and of grace. Yes, maybe that, that might be true. I, who's to say? But one thing I can tell you is that the future life after this, that is where my hope is at. That is my future. That is the guarantee. That is the guaranteed blessing that God has promised me when I accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And I hope you have too. That is guaranteed. The presence of God being with him and walking with him for eternity. So my daughter asked me a question the other night, and actually it wasn't really a question. I was just, I was so proud of her because she looked at me and said, so in heaven, time doesn't really exist, does it? And I thought, what a simple, what a much more simpler way of saying that than saying eternity. Because eternity, my mind on, immediately goes to like a very, very long, it just never ends. The time never ends. But instead of just saying time does not exist in heaven, to me, in my mind, that's like, well, yeah, that's it. That's it. You got it. And I was so proud of her at that moment. 
that's the future and the hope that we have of being with him of having that relationship with him building with him growing constructing things in heaven i don't know what it will consist of i hope that i get to work with my hands i like to do that um, and be creative and just have community with others community with you and with him and just learning but first i have to put my faith in him first we have to do that we have to put our faith in him when we're at our wit's end and i hope that by doing so by seeing these examples we can do it before we're at our wit's end put your faith in him all the time never stop praying trust in him always because he has plans for us for a future and a hope as the bible tells us this is good news and it's good news for you you are loved and christ died for you i don't care what walk of life you're from christ loves you god loves you christ died for you and he's resurrected so put your faith in him all right i'm going to wrap this up today <clears throat> father god thank you for the people who you sent to this i'm so grateful for them i'm thankful for the encouragement that i've been given for this you know who you are for always supporting me father thank you for the ability to understand and to see and to learn that your ways are better and if we just stop clinging to control in our lives and finally let go and reach out to our daddy who loves us you will take over and you will do what's right for us and what's good and I'm so grateful for that I'm so thankful for the opportunity to get to preach your word to these listeners and I pray that your words can touch their heart please watch over them and bless them daddy is in Jesus name I pray amen all right everybody thank you all some oh I'm sorry <laughs> almost forgot so next week I know we took a little bit of vacation here next week I will be back the song is Hillsong United it's oceans where my feet may fail and we're gonna get into something that's pretty pivotal for me here recently and that's Exodus 33 verse 15 all right so I hope you'll read that, listen to it, and I hope you guys will tune in next week. I love you, and I'm glad that you're here with me. I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.